Welcome to the Reliance Community Podcast. Worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. I want you to know it's been an awesome May. We, it's, May is kind of like our celebration of life month. We have uh, baptisms um, that took place, and we had a bunch of people baptized. We had um, Mother's Day. We had um, graduates from preschool all the way up to senior high and college. And so um, it's just, we're just celebrating life. And so it's been a really fun month. And I'm looking forward to June as well, because in June, we're going to be starting a series on uh, Galatians, where we're just going to walk through all month of June and July, we're going to walk through the book of Galatians. And Galatians is really all about faith, freedom, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What else do you need than that? Amen. Faith, freedom, and the Holy Spirit. So I hope that you guys will join us in June and July as we kind of walk through the book of Galatians. But today, I wanted to um, just take a step back for a minute um, and, and refocus on something. And, and that is, I want to focus and refocus our hearts in tuning in to hearing hearing the voice of Jesus. Amen. And I'll tell you why that's so important to me. Because um, it's Pentecost Sunday, amen, whoa, whoa. Pentecost Sunday, so we celebrate what the Holy Spirit has done in our life, and uh, so I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this on Pentecost Sunday, because if you don't know what Pentecost is, it's from the book of Acts, chapter 2, where they were praying in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit fell upon these men and women that were praying in such a mighty and powerful way, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute, but if you remember, Jesus had told them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes upon you, until the promise comes upon you. So these men and women, they've just seen Jesus ascend, okay, to go and be with God the Father, and 10 days later, they're in this room, and they're praying their hearts out. They don't know what to do. Jesus is gone. They're like, what's our next move? All we know is Jesus said, don't go anywhere until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So they're just refocusing their hearts. They're like, God, we don't know what we're supposed to do. We don't know we're supposed to go yet. We just simply know that right here in this moment, we're not supposed to move until the Holy Spirit comes. Amen, church? And I think we need a little bit more of that in the church today. I think we need a little bit more in the church today where we don't move until the answer of God comes into our life. Until we don't move until the promises that God told us comes into our life. Where we don't move until we hear the voice of God in our life. Amen? So today, man, I'm excited because I thought today would be a great day, since it's Pentecost Sunday, to recenter our focus and tuning our hearts and really hear what God is doing. Not what we're doing, not the plans that we have. You know, Proverbs says that many are the plans of man, but it's the plans of God that prosper, amen? Every one of us, man, we could write down all of our plans this week. This is what I plan to do, all right? And we know how life works. Does it ever pan out that way? Very rarely, right? Because at the end of the day, really what what, what matters the most is, God, what are you doing? What are you speaking? I want you to tell you, I want to tell you this today, church. God is speaking to the church today. And the question is, are we listening and tuning our hearts into what he's saying? And when I start talking about God wants to speak to you, I know that for some of you out there, this is foreign, all right? For some of you, when you start talking about hearing from the Lord and somebody, you, you know, you've heard and been around people that say, well, you know, the Lord just really spoke to me the other day. 
right? Or you hear somebody that says, you know, God told me to do this. And for some of you, you're like, what do you mean the Lord spoke to you? Amen? Anybody ever feel that way? What do you mean the Lord spoke? Like, like you had coffee together? Like explain this, right? Like his voice sounds like Morgan Freeman? Or like what are we, like what are we dealing with when you say that the Lord speaks to you? And like he just shows up unannounced? Or can you say not today? Or like how does that work, Right? And so I know that for many of us in this room, this is kind of foreign to us because maybe you, you weren't raised that way. Maybe you weren't raised in, 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 in that kind of mode of saying, man, God wants to speak to you. Maybe your mama was more the mama that said, look, um, it's okay for you to speak to God, but mama said, when God starts speaking to you, we got problems, right? Maybe that's you. Maybe that's not you. I remember, uh, I think it was a couple months ago on the news, uh, a kind of a popular talk show, one of the hosts had said something like this, and I'm just paraphrasing what she said. It's okay if you talk with Jesus, but you're a little cray-cray if Jesus talks to you, right? And like I said, I'm just paraphrasing what she did, said. And, 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 and so many Christians kind of got up in all arms. They're like, she can't say that. What is she saying? She can't say that. And I was kind of that, that person going, what does she think when she's saying that? And then I realized something. Actually, I think there are many Christians that actually live our lives that way. So she's saying it, kind of probably throwing darts at, at Christianity in some ways. But we're good with talking with God. We find it weird, though, at times when we think that God talks to us. Amen? Come on now, amen? I mean, if we're just being real with one another. And so I think today, one of the coolest parts about our relationship with the Lord, even over all other religions, one of the coolest parts about our relationship with the Lord is that God desires to speak to us personally. He desires to speak to us personally. How can we have an intimate relationship with a heavenly father without believing this? How can we have a relationship with an intimate father without believing that he desires to spend time and, and speak with us? And I want you to hear this church, church today, that, that this lie the enemy puts out there, that our relationship with Jesus Christ is a one-way street, is keeping us from experiencing the amazing relationship with Jesus. The lie that the enemy purports out there to you today, the lie that he wants you to buy into, the lie that he wants you to believe in the depths of your heart is that it's a one-way street, that God wants to hear from you, but that, but that you don't need to necessarily hear from God because he doesn't want to speak to you. And it's a lie that the enemy started from the very beginning, even when he tried to isolate Eve, Amen and get her to believe that there was something more. And he's gonna to continue to do it because he knows that somebody out there is gonna believe that, that God doesn't want to speak to me. And let me tell you why this is so important. I'm a firm believer that a true relationship is a two-way street, amen? A true relationship is a two-way street. You don't have to have a relationship with someone. You don't have a relationship with someone if you don't talk and communicate. And I've shared this before, but that's called an imaginary friend and we have counseling with that, right? The minute you start talking to someone and they're not talking back to you, mm, we have issues, okay? I was sharing this in the first service uh, about my wife and I, Christy and I. I, 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 I tried to picture us in a relationship where if I came home one day and I said, baby, baby, I just wanna, just, I just wanna talk to you for an hour. Is that okay? Can we just talk? Can we, I'm sure she would be like, this is the greatest day ever, right? And so I'm just picturing me coming in, just I'm setting her down. And I'm like, can I just share my heart with you, baby? And I just start pouring out my heart, all the deepest things of my heart. This is how I feel, and da 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 And I'm just sharing my heart. And all of a sudden, I feel so good that I just shared my heart, and I just go, shh. 
I'm good now. And I just get up <laughs> and I just walk out. That doesn't end well for men, does it? That, that's not a relationship. That's a one-way street. That's not what we call a relationship. That's a therapy session. Do you hear me? And God isn't really into therapy sessions. God is into relationships. He doesn't want to have a therapy session with you where you lay on the couch, you do all the talking, and he doesn't get a talk. He wants a relationship with you, church. And this is what we're talking about today when we talk about hearing from the heart of God. God desires to speak to us. The problem is that for many of us, we simply have a hard time spending the time to listen and understand what he has to say. Let me show you something about Pentecost that that happened in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit fell. In Acts 2, 1 through 4, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, somebody say a sound. Like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw, somebody say they saw, what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Listen, church, there was such a presence that was happening in this moment, in this house, where they were gathered and praying and seeking after the heart of God. There was such a presence that was happening that they physically, they saw something and they heard God speak into that very room. You see, sometimes, church, we gather together in these assemblies, get a couple hundred people in this room. We're praying, we're seeking the heart of God, but are we taking time to truly listen for God to come? Are we waiting on the Lord for him to speak in this moment? When the Holy Spirit came, I want you to hear this, the Holy Spirit came to fortify to fortify the same relationship that we would have had with Jesus when he was physically walking on planet Earth. When Jesus was walking on planet earth and he's conversing with the disciples and he's doing life with the disciples and he's walking with people. When Jesus had that relationship and then he ascends to go be with the Father at the right hand, the Holy Spirit comes to fortify, to keep that relationship going, amen? To where you and I can still walk with Jesus that same way. We just do it through the Spirit of God. Church, this is so important for us today. The same relationship can be had today because of the way that the Holy Spirit works in our lives. So when we start talking about the voice of God, what do do we mean by that? Why is the voice of God so important? Why is the voice of God so profound? If you guys have your Bibles, John 10, we're going to spend most of our time there. John chapter 10, starting with verse 2, we're going to go through 8 and then skip down to 14. But listen to the the heart of Jesus when he's he's desiring this relationship with kids. Look look, look at his heart here. Starting with verse 2. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. He's talking of himself. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they will follow him because they know. Somebody say, they know. They know his voice. They know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they don't know his voice. Those who heard Jesus use this illustration didn't understand what he meant. So he explained it to tell them, I tell you the truth, I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. I am the good shepherd, verse 14. I know my own sheep and they know me just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too. 
that are not in the sheepfold, I must bring them also. Listen to this. They will listen to my voice, and there will be one flock with one shepherd. You know what's so cool about that last part of imagery? Jesus is speaking to the Jews in the first part, and then he's giving a prophetic word that the Gentiles, you and I, have access to God, amen, through Jesus Christ. You see, church, this is so profound. I, growing up, we, uh, had a, a little, we have a little family farm, and my parents always had animals. And so we had this one sheep that gave birth to this little lamb, and then, and then she rejected it. And we named her Redemption, right? And so we, we raised this little lamb, Redemption, and my mom was kind of the primary caregiver of this, of this, little, this little lamb who grew up to be a sheep. And I remember my mom could, could yell out with one voice. She could say, Redemption, and that lamb would just come running straight to her. We could all yell the same name, Redemption, and she would run away from us because she knew who her mama was, amen? And she knew where she was getting that bottle from. You see, church, this is the same imagery that he's saying right here with the shepherd. If we know who the shepherd is, we know who our comfort is, we know who our guide is, we'll come running when we hear his voice. You see, church, this is important for us today because Jesus is constantly speaking to us and giving us direction. It is never, listen, it is never the Lord who is not speaking. It is us who are not hearing, amen? It is never the Lord who is not speaking. Now the problem is for many, we believe that, that because we've never had that experience before, because that experience doesn't line up in our life, that maybe God speaks to some people and maybe he just doesn't speak to other people because if we haven't had that experience, that's just what we come to associate with. I've heard people say that, but I don't think God really wants to speak with me and we're okay with that. And I'm telling you right now, that's a lie from the pit of hell, Amen. And it's time to change that in our life today. We look at Jesus' sayings. Jesus made radical statements here in John 10. The sheep recognize his voice. He says, my sheep know his voice. He said, they run from all other voices. These are definitive statements that Jesus is making about his followers. Definitive statements. He's saying, if you're one of mine, you know my voice. If you're one of mine, you run from all other voices. It's a definitive statement. It's a pivotal statement for us as believers because he's not saying as his sheep that we could hear his voice or we should. He says you do. You do. Let me clarify something real quickly because some of you guys are out there going, well, what do you mean again when you say God speaks? I'm still caught up in that for a moment. There are four primary ways that God speaks to us. Four primary ways that God speaks to us. Number one, we see where there's an audible voice. You look at the apostle uh, Paul, okay, and before he was Paul, his name was Saul, and in Acts chapter nine, when he had his transformation, his conversion, when he found Jesus, in Acts chapter nine, verse four, it says this, Paul fell to the ground and he heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord, Saul asked, and he heard the voice say, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. There was an audible voice that, that in that moment, Saul, who would become Paul, heard. So number one, God can speak in an audible voice. Number Two, the word, the word of God speaks to us, amen? The word of God is active and alive and it speaks to us. So when we read the word of God, we know that Jesus says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every what? Word that comes from the mouth of God. So the word of God speaks into our life. Number three, dreams and visions. God can give us dreams and visions. You read the book of Revelation, you begin to see John the Reveler, who, who, who God spoke in this kind of, this place of, of a dream or vision that, God, uh, that John had kind of got in his life, and he begins to write the book of Revelations. And then others, 
others, prophets, people that speak into our life. God used prophets all the time. New Testament, Old Testament, even today. God gives a word to somebody and they can speak it into your life, the heart of God, amen? So you have God speaking through a voice, God speaking through his word, dreams, visions, and others. And I'm just gonna be straight with you guys today. Can we do that? I'm gonna be straight with you for a minute. I don't know that I could ever say that I've heard the audible voice of God. I don't know in all my years of following Jesus, pursuing the Lord, seeking the presence of God, I can't tell you with, with, with definity that I have had one of those Paul moments because I think had I had one of those moments, I would have peed my pants and remembered it, amen? <laughs> can, can we just be honest? Like if, I, if God said, Aaron, Aaron, I'm wetting myself, I'm just saying, and I'm going to remember that moment forever, forever. And so I'm just going to tell you, I, I long for that. I do. I desire it, man. I want God to speak to me in that way. But I don't know that I've ever had one of those moments. But I can tell you this, God has spoken to me plenty of times through his word. God has spoken to me plenty of times through other people that have spoken into my life. I'm in ministry today because somebody's spoken to my life. And I can tell you right now, God has given me visions and dreams that would have never been from me, so they had to. I'm telling you right now, they were those supernatural visions and dreams that God imparted in my life and said, this is the plans I have for you. Amen? So if you're out there today and you're saying, man, I don't know that God has ever audible spoke to me. When you say God speaks to you, is that what you're talking about? No, 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 I'm talking four different ways that he does it. And if you're a person out there and you can say, man, I know that I know that I know that the voice of God spoke into me. I mean, I heard it. I want to hang out with you, all right? And I want whatever you got to rub off on me a little bit because I, I want that. But I'm telling you right now, if that's not you, it's okay. God speaks in, in other forms as well. And so I just want to lay that groundwork for just a minute because I think it's important for us to get that. And so, so if, it's, if it's not that God is not speaking because we just said he is speaking, it's then a lack of understanding or a lack of listening where, where we have a clogged pipeline. Pastor James Moronga, when he came from Kenya and he spoke, he said, church, I want you to know that God is trying to speak. He's trying to speak, he's trying to speak, but we have clogged pipelines and we've gotta unclog that pipeline, amen? And he said, when we unclog that pipeline, you're going to begin to hear the things of God. And I'm like, let's do some unclogging today, all right? This is what we're talking about when we say that we need to be listeners. And so how do we hear? How do we hear it? Uh, a few years ago, we talked about this a little bit where I love the imagery of like TV antennas, tuners, receivers, right? I love the imagery of that TV antenna or the radio antennas. And just because I remember back in the day where bunny ears were the way to go. Do you guys remember those days? I'm, I, I'm a firm believer the reason we had multiple kids back in the day is so somebody could hold the bunny ears and somebody could turn the channel changer. I'm just saying. I'm believing that. And, and, and so every now and again, you had to manipulate your body and touch your brother and sister in a way like this so that your dad said, right there, now stay there all day. The news is on, you right, or whatever. And you're like, this is ridiculous. But we had to tune it and we had to constantly, listen to this, we had to constantly change and kind of manipulate things so that we would receive it the right way, amen? There was constant movement happening so that you would receive that signal the right way. And let me just tell you, I heard a good word on this one time and it says this, radio and television stations transmit signals 24 hours a day, seven days a week. In other words, there's constantly signals going out out, but we only hear them when we turn the receiver on and tune it correctly. He goes on and he says this, 
failure to hear that signal doesn't mean the station isn't transmitting a signal. It means we're not turned on and tuned into that signal. I had a picture of this the other day. We were driving out to the farm and I had this radio station on and the further I got away from that signal being picked up, the further I drew away from that signal, the more it became choppy. You guys know what I mean? I was drawing away from that signal and it was starting to cut out and get staticky. I think, and the Lord was showing me something with this, I think that many of us kind of enjoy living on the outskirts of where we can hear the Lord. L- listen here real quick before you get offended, all right? This is comfortable for me. When I can kind of hear God a little bit, but it's really broken up, I can be like, God, I just didn't hear you, man. I didn't know you wanted me to do that because I didn't hear you, right? I can live in comfortability here, but the more that I begin to go in where I can hear that station, the more that I begin to go in where I can hear that frequency, and God is speaking of my life, he might ask ask me to do something I don't want to do, amen? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to draw to the outskirts, and I'm going to love me some Jesus from the outskirts, right? And God said, no, 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 I have so much more. You need to draw in. And the way that I picture that is when my kids want to do something, I know the answer is going to be no. What they do is they open the door and they say, Dad, I'm going over to John's. And then they shut the door and they run, right? And what they're trying to do is say, I'm going over to my friend's house. They know the answer is going to be no, but by the time they're already down the street and I say no, they say, I didn't hear you say no. We try to get away from the Lord enough where we can live our life how we want to live it and not necessarily hear his voice. You see, church, there's lots of reasons. Maybe we're not turned on with the receiver. Maybe we're not tuned in correctly. Maybe we're living too much on the outskirts. But I love this quote. It says, God is constantly transmitting his voice to his sheep, but few are turned on and tuned in. Most Christians are busy pleading with God in prayer to transmit when the problem is with their receivers. Can I just break that down for just a minute? God, help me, 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 help me. I, I can transmit all day long. And God's going, okay, okay, I'm ready to help you. And you're like, amen. And then you get up and you walk away. The problem isn't the transmitter. We can talk. The problem is the receiving when he's ready to speak and being patient. I think sometimes, church, we give up too easily. Recently, we had switched over to bunny ears in our family because I was just tired of paying the cable bill. Do I hear an amen to that? And so we got these like high def antenna ears and I was down in the basement and I'm trying to, trying to get it in the right place. And, you know, it's just, again, it's the same thing, same madness, you know, and we're getting some stations and some are ca- causing fuzz and all that. And I got so angry in this one moment, I just ripped it off and I was like, forget this thing, right? And I was so frustrated. And then I called the cable company, I got basic cable again, all right? Let me tell you why. Because I wanted a direct feed into my TV that I didn't have to do anything with, all right? I didn't want to have to change anything. I didn't want to have to move. I didn't want to have to manipulate anything. I wanted a direct feed into my TV that was feeding me everything that I wanted to hear and see. And let me just tell you something. The problem with Christianity today is rather than take the time to tune in, rather take the time to change some things around, we would rather just somebody feed me, amen? We would rather somebody just feed me whatever it is that I need to hear. I would rather hear the voice of the pastor or the worship pastor or the youth pastor or the children's pastor or my life group leader or the Bible study. Or I'd rather get on Google and listen to one of those popular pastors that out there that has a great word rather than tune in to receive what God has for me. And I'm not saying those things are wrong. I'm saying if that's your only source, it's wrong. Amen? Because God wants to speak to you. 
And sometimes he uses other people. But if we're simply looking for an easy way to have that thing plugged into us where we don't have to change anything, then we're setting in the wrong. Amen? This is the problem. The problem is, is that this is not what Jesus says in his word. In his word, he says his sheep recognize his voice. They come to him. He calls his sheep by name and he leads them out. They follow him because they know his. Somebody say his. His voice. Not because they know my voice. Not because they know somebody else, that life group leader's voice, because they know his voice, Jesus' voice. And I think this, is, this imagery of the sheep and the shepherd is so important and so key because this shepherd is the guy that's leading them to food. This shepherd is the guy that's leading them to water. This shepherd is the guy that's leading them into shelter and safety and protection. This shepherd is the one that warns them of danger and he protects them, right? Scripture goes on and talks about the hired hand. If wolves come into the sheep, it says the hired hand is gonna drop his things and run away from the sheep. The hired hand's not gonna protect the sheep, only the shepherd's gonna protect them, amen? So we better know the shepherd. We better know the heart of the shepherd, not the hired hand, not just the one speaking into your life, but the one who gave you life. We gotta hear the voice of God. Verse five, they won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. The main protection right here that Jesus is laying out, the main protection that the sheep have, because they really have no other defense. Sheep are kind of dumb, right? They have no other, I'm not calling you dumb, you're smart, all right? We're beautiful people. I'm saying the sheep, if you look at sheep, they have no protection, they don't see well and hear well, they don't run fast. At the end of the day, their protection is simply this, they won't follow a stranger, they will run from him because they don't know his voice. The main protection is they simply recognize the voice of the true shepherd and that of a stranger that's gonna cause them harm. This is what the word says. The enemy will speak lies into your life. The enemy will speak deceit into your life. Yet Jesus is the word of God living, amen? Jesus is the word of God living. The lies of the enemy will always bring that death and fear and shame and guilt, but the truth brings freedom and life and hope and love. Amen, church. So if we know the shepherd's voice and we're seeing that it's life and love and freedom, we'll be drawn to that. But the minute that we begin to feel that fear and that condemnation and guilt, we're gonna run from it. Why? Because we know the shepherd's voice. Because we know it is. That's our protection. That's what we fight with. We fight with the protection that we have, and that is, I simply know the voice of God over all others. Church, this is where we're at today. We need to know the voice of God. So key in on this, because this is the day and age that we live in. Everything then is true with this. Everything is trying to speak into your life everything. And how we listen can determine if we see danger or warning signs or if we simply miss them. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Some of our biggest issues in life come when we are not tuned in to God's voice. And what I mean by that is this. In the American culture, in the American dream, in the American things that we chase, it's just one word, busyness. Somebody say busyness. Come on now, we're Americans. Say busyness. Busy. We're busy, all right? We are busy people. Busyness is our foe. That's what we're warring against. We're warring against business. Can I just, let's just be honest again in this place today, and that is this, right? That most of us, I'm not saying all, because I don't know everybody's circumstance, most of us, I'm gonna say 99.9% .9 of us in this room are gonna go home, we're gonna have a shelter to live in. 99.9% .9 of us are gonna leave this room, we're gonna have lunch somewhere. 
okay? We're gonna have lunch somewhere. There's gonna be food somewhere. 99.9% of us in this room, we're gonna be able to go to a job on Monday morning or have some source of income coming in. So the things that we're fighting again aren't so much like, man, I'm starving today. The things that we're fighting against here in America aren't so much that, that I need a shelter to live in. The things that we're fighting against here in America aren't so much that, man, there's nowhere to necessarily work. And I'm not taking that away from anybody if that's you. I'm simply saying for most of us, we have those things. But I can tell you what the enemy does do. He's simply going to pile things on your plate. He's going to create so much busyness in your life that he's going to drown out the voice of God so that all you hear is the busyness and the things you've got to do. That's one of the biggest reasons that we don't hear the voice of God better. We're just too busy and don't take the time. That's why Psalm 4610 is so important when it says this. Be still and know what? That I am God. Be still and know that I am God. There's a quote that I want to read to you, and he says this. The thing we are going to war for the most in the last days is simply intimacy with Jesus. We're going to have to wage war against our own flesh and blood, against the constant doing and going in order to have oneness with him. The enemy knows this, and he has waged war against the Lord's calling with full force distraction. He is doing everything he can to keep you away from spending time with the Lord and hearing his voice. The enemy has bombarded us with constant distractions and busyness. And then, of course, there's the distraction of social media and media. We constantly feel the need to remain connected through Facebook and Instagram, to check our email, respond to texts, keep up with our favorite TV shows, listen to our favorite music. But when we fill our lives with Jesus and he increases in us more and more, then the things not of him will be pushed out. Church, where we're at today is this busyness is absolutely drowning out the frequency of God in our life. The enemy will try to own every frequency in your life if you let him. A couple weeks ago, Matt and Ryan and I were coming home from something, I don't remember what it was, and Matt was sharing, and he said, uh, he said I just read an article in, in one of the tech magazines where one of these cell phone companies bought out one of the frequencies that we used for our wireless mics and our in-ear monitors. And when he started talking about that, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. I just started ignoring him, okay, in that moment. And him and Ryan were kind of getting geeked out by it, but it was cool. And so they're talking about it, and I go, brother, I don't, I don't know what you mean by that. Just tell me what that means, all right? And he says, what it means, Aaron, is that the frequency that we once used for our mics, that we once were able to speak through, and our in-ears to hear, the things that we used to hear one another, right, with the music, he said, what it means is we're going to lose that frequency, and we'll no longer have access to it anymore, and all of that equipment will be useless, and I was like, how can they do that, right? I mean, I was ticked. I'm like, I'm going to send a letter to this cell phone company because they're going to listen to me in Wichita, Kansas, right? And so I sat down and I wrote this down. I was typing some things up and the Lord showed me something with this. The enemy tries to do this too. He tries to buy out the frequencies in your life with other things so that everything that God's trying to communicate with you will be taken away. He simply wants to take the frequencies from you and replace them with something else. So God's voice is often drowned out amid all the craziness and busyness of our daily lives. And, 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 and I'm telling you right now, church, that I'm convinced that God wants to speak to every one of us constantly. I'm just convinced of that. And he wants to speak to us and he wants to give us information and guidance so that we can be total overcomers. Can we agree with that? 
so that we can be total overcomers. And so I'm going to say it again. The problem isn't a problem with his transmitter. It's our receiver that needs help. So what's, what's this mean then? What's it mean if we're, if we're listening and we're tuned in? What's this mean for us? The benefit in the Christian life is we have direct access to the Lord when we're tuned in. Instead of going through life blindly, as many times we do as believers, we have access to God's wisdom. We have access to God's direction. We have access to God's knowledge. We have access to, uh, to Christ who guides us. And I can promise you this, church, there is not a person out there today whose life would not be radically changed or transformed if they began hearing the Lord better in their life. Amen? If you began to hear the Lord better in your life, I promise there's not a person out there that would not be transformed or changed. Think about this for a minute. Your marital problem, the biggest marital problem in this room, I'm talking the one couple in here today that looks like they have it all together, that's ready to call it quits, is one, one, one word away from listening to the Lord speak something in your life that could radically change your life and radically bring your marriage back together. The person who has reconciliation issues, you got relationship issues, you're broken, something in life has broken you. You're one word away from God speaking something into your life that could radically change that and bring reconciliation in your life. Why would we not fight for this? Why would we not fight for this to let the Lord speak into our life and listen to what he has to say? So what I want to do is I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We're going to close out here in just a moment. Some of you guys are out there and you're saying, man, I struggle to hear the voice of the Lord. I struggle to hear the voice of the Lord. And I just want to tell you this. Be patient because God is speaking. Amen? Come on. Amen? Just hang with me. We got one minute left. Be patient because God wants to speak to you. Don't give up. Number two, and James gives us some insight in this. What's really your heart's motive behind talking with God? James says, you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you do ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you what? There's some self issues that we have inside. So yes, sometimes God's just calling us to be patient and persevere and push through. And sometimes we gotta reevaluate our motives and we say, God, why am I not hearing from you? Why am I not receiving from you? And God's saying, make sure that your heart's motive is purely on me and not just the end result. Amen, church. Come on now, amen. Because the end result If that's all you're after, the end result, there will always come something else in your life where you're gonna look for another end result. And another thing where you're gonna look for an end result and it's never going to stop. But when your motives are purely on Jesus, you're not worried about the end result because you have the end result. And it's him. Thanks for listening today. If you wanna find out how to get involved, go to reliancecommunity.org.